Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. So, Knives Out. Knives Out. Came out in 2019. It did. November. It's great. This was a fun one because I watched it with my roommate, Savannah, and oh my gosh we used her tv so she purchased it from her i think voodoo account and so i venmoed her for it uh, and i love venmo news feeds and just seeing what people buy but this one was especially fun because i just put the little knife emoji and let people <laughs> assume guess yeah what like happens. ooh, murder and that would be correct oh man this was so great so it came out I don't think I'll forget it because opening day was Black Friday. Mm -hmm. And that was also the day that I had bus call for my first ever tour. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't watch it that day uh, because I was leaving for tour. And they were doing a one showtime only early viewing the weekend before friday night at 7 p.m saturday night at 7 p.m the weekend before and i was like sold because i gotta see this movie yeah i got the collectible ticket and everything it was so great yeah um oh it's such a funny movie it is so funny but (laughs) i didn't know if it was supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. i think it was it was as yes now as i was watching it i'm like is i thought this was a drama but is this supposed to be a comedy? But it's, it's a dramedy. Not, right. I'm like, it's not funny enough to be a comedy, but it's too funny to be a drama. Mm-hmm. And so it threw me off so much, but I, it was great. Oh, yeah. it's It definitely got funnier when Chris Evans came on. Yes. He brought that, a lot though, of it. hit mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I love it. Because I loved him just laughing at everybody. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different than anything he's played for the last decade mm-hmm. even stuff that he's been in during captain america like during his time as captain america even non-marvel movies that he's played haven't been as different as this character is <laughs> like he's the bad guy yeah it's First hilarious off, he's the snotty rich brat he got tired of justice it's funny, it says, Noah Segan recalls the scene where his character grabs Chris Evans' upper arm. He said, I could not find purchase. His arm muscle was much larger than my hand. <laughs> yeah, he's he's built, man. Mm-hmm. He's built. I love seeing all the pictures of him on set and he'd bring his dog. Um, And like the one where his, like, his outfit like matched his dog. I have not seen that. It was on Twitter. I don't know. How, where I saw it. I, I just saw that like, he posted it on Twitter. I don't know if you could find it. But um like speaking oh, of like Oh yep, there it is. You see it? That's adorable. Him and his him and his dog in general are just absolutely <laughs> adorable. His dog is built too. I know, right? <laughs> they all lift. Right, I know. He probably lifts the dog. He lifts the dog and then the dog picks his bone up and sits yeah, down. And you know, just the mm-hmm. constant. Um, this movie was supposed to be rated R. Yes, I was reading Script some wise, of those fun little facts. They had to edit that entire um, 
when Ransom goes on a tyrant and tells everyone to... Mm-hmm. He was supposed to tell him to F off. I think it's so funny that you can only use the F word once before a movie has to be rated R for language. So where did they use it? But you can say... I don't think they used it. They got rid of it all together. I think they just got rid of all of it together. Makes but that's the, that's the rating rule. Mm-hmm. If you can use the F word one time in the whole movie... And it can be rated PG-13. Ah, oh, so Wolf of Wall Street had to be rated R. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, 500 e- times doesn't count. Even if... <laughs> not at all. Even if... So, like, even if you use it twice, it has to be rated R at that point. Yeah. You can be angry, but not too angry. Right. But I find it funny that the F word is like that, but you can say the S word yeah. all you want. <laughs> you can say it all you want. And it's still rated PG-13. So many of my favorite movies have scenes where they just, the character just keeps saying the S word over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. And I find it so funny that that's okay to be rated PG-13. I like that they said they had to digitally paint out some of the blood that they used on set for the first appearance of Harlan Thrombey's dead body uh, because it was too graphic for the PG-13 rating. So they had to edit it out. Wow. Yeah, I think um, the guy who directed it, whose name I cannot remember at the moment. Ryan Johnson. Is that who directed it? Uh, Yeah. Yes. His name is spelled weird. Yeah, I had to look it up. Like, I think it's Ryan, but it might be Ryan. (laughs) It's a fancy name. It's It's Ryan. Uh, Yeah, Ryan Johnson. He... Like, I think he originally just wanted to go all out. He's just like, mm-hmm. and this is a personal opinion for me reading facts. This is not an actual factual statement, but I feel like he just was like, this is my chance. We're doing everything, mm-hmm. everything and anything. And that included all the FUs and graphic death scenes and oh, gosh, yeah, everything. Did you watch Breaking Bad at all? No. So he directed three episodes i think okay um ozymandias 51 and fly and ozymandias is one of if not arguably the best episode in the really entire series yeah but breaking bad is definitely uh (laughs) not a family-friendly tv show i mean if you want to teach your family how to make meth (laughs) yeah uh, and sell it very educational it's Today, a we're going to teach you how to start your own business, oh, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, it's a business. I remember learning about that in school, except we did where we made cookies in a jar and sold them. Uh, yeah. Much less profit. I'm, we did make a profit, though. We did the whole thing. We made a board of directors. And I'm in sixth grade, by the way. This is a project for sixth graders, <laughs> is what my teacher decided. And mm-hmm. it was the best experience of my life, but we sold stock. $10 stock. We created a board of directors. We, uh, like, did everything. Wow. And then we bought the pro- We bought the product. We made it all. We sold it all. We made a profit off of what we sold. After we paid back all of our stock, we still had money, and so we had a pizza party. Nice. Yeah. Responsible. Um, I can't get over this fact. Apple 
will not allow their phones to be used by the villain mm-hmm. in any movie. Yep. I did not know that. And then I read that and then I was like looking at facts for this. And I, I was first, I noticed that everyone had an iPhone and I was really surprised because normally it's all Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Normally, no matter what movie it is, I think this is the first movie I've ever seen everyone use iPhones or use Apple technology. Mm-hmm. If you look at like any other movie, it's all non-Apple products. Mm-hmm for anyone and so that's what first threw me off i'm like this is interesting everyone no one's using a galaxy no one's using pcs everyone's using iphones and macbooks and then i read that fact of like you'll chris evans never has his phone out Mm -hmm. and it's because apple won't let the villain have a have an iphone and at least on screen they can have an iphone just not on screen with them and so I think that's really cool and i'm definitely going to be looking for that later like now Mm -hmm. and seeing if i like who can I pick out as the bad guy? Do they have an iPhone? It's in plain sight, but hidden. But that's something no one knows. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool fact. It blew my mind. I think a cool fact, because we just got done talking about the movie Now You See Me, and the costume design in Knives Out was done by Jenny Egan, who was also the costume designer for Now You See Me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very Interesting. But the Detective Hard Rock, the voice, I guess, on the TV toward the beginning of the film was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. He's been in five of Ryan Johnson's films. Uh, this is the fifth one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess he wanted him to actually be in the film, but his schedule wouldn't allow. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we'll use your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool big fan of jgl the ingeniousness of using the vomiting condition as a human lie detector Mm -hmm. so i thought i read somewhere that it was a real disease but apparently um the closest that comes is so you can you can vomit from massive anxiety Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. So, like, there, there's actual, like, medical doctors that are, like, there's no specific um, condition where you vomit every time you lie. But if you lie, but if your anxiety spikes so much every time you lie, that can cause the vomiting. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's not a, I thought I, I swear I read in an article somewhere that that, like, years ago, years mm-hmm. ago that that was a real condition. But apparently that article was false. Well, um, the internet the internet i know it gets you every time i know it was just i know a lot of weird random facts and i thought that was one of them but uh but either any either way like never have i seen that used in that sense ever Mm -hmm. and i thought as gross it is because i hate vomiting yeah I hate it with a passion, um, and it's one of the reasons that I don't watch this movie more often. <laughs> I just can't do it. I cannot do all the vomiting, but it's so smart yeah, and so ingenious. Um, I thought it was really cool. So you're not a fan of that scene in Pitch Perfect? 
no oh gosh no it's so disgusting i literally leave the room i i get up and i leave the room before it happens oh gosh i can't even look and i mean i don't like to vomit but it doesn't Mm -hmm. bother me as much it's an it's a phobia Mm -hmm. there's an actual phobia where it's a fear of vomiting and i'm 90 percent sure i have it it makes a lot more things in my life make sense Another thing I liked, I don't know if it was really a fact, something else I liked was Daniel Craig's character hints at knowing who the killer was um, early on, or at least knowing that the main character had something to do with it. Yeah. Because the the ultimate twist was that Ransom's the killer, and we don't really understand that right, we don't know that right away. I I don't even think Daniel Craig's character knew that right away. But knowing that the main character had something to do with it, like, he he hints at that mm-hmm. from the moment he meets her. Yeah. All the way on. Because of that one drop of blood. Yeah. And once you know that, and then you go back and rewatch it, you see all the moments he's hinting at it. Mm-hmm. And hinting that he knows something. Yep. I read, it's one of the big goofs of big goofs yeah. it's real small um <laughs> of the movie is that the blood was red on her shoe because it would have been brown from oxidation mm-hmm. yeah because some people have so much time on their hands they're like ah, ha, ha. yes oh. yeah but red pops out more on white it does that's all that is um i love the hamilton reference so much it's such a cringy scene. I gotta find it to to play it. It's so, so cringy. Man, all of those interviews. All of those interviews are just so cringy. Mm-hmm. They're very important because it's like introducing all the characters. Yes. But um, it's so freaking cringy. It says Ryan Johnson acknowledges that despite numerous edits and attempts to shave it down, the script's opening interrogation sequence, complete with flashbacks edited in, was always a really tough read. Mm-hmm. He would have people read it in ads that I never didn't get the note that, boy, those th- first 30 pages are rough, and then it kicks into gear. Right. Yeah. It was definitely hard. One of the things for me, I have a hard time keeping names straight. And so in a film like this, when there are just so many characters and they're all equally important, it's hard to remember who is who. And that's another fun fact is what, uh, how Rain named the characters to keep track of all of them. Yes. What was it? Named the main characters after musical artists from the 70s. -hmm. So Walt and Donna are named after Walt and Donald from steely dan Joni is Joni mitchell and her dead husband was named after neil young linda and richard are named for linda and richard thompson Mm -hmm. trying to find this it's such a oh man it's so great i just wish there we go i found the one time they said the f word oh (laughs) unintentionally that's what it is uh so he's talking about um Marta and it's it's the husband that's cheating mm-hmm. it's that guy I don't remember his his name is oh gosh 
I don't know. There's so many of them. Um, Richard? Yes, I think it's Richard. Richard Drysdale. So Don Johnson. Yes. Uh, he's talking about, it's when they're asking about Marta and like her place and what she all does and all this. And he says a comment, like he talks about how he doesn't think that she's from America or something about mentioning that she's like from an immigrant family. And he's like, immigrants, they get the job done. And it's a it's a Hamilton line mm. that Alexander Hamilton, Tom, and uh, Lafayette say to each other. Yeah. In the first act, like at the end of the first act, when they're still fighting. Um, when I heard that line, I it was so quiet because in the film he says it, and the detectives are just quiet because they're like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like that's what their faces are just like. Why? And, and and so he starts to explain he's like it's from hamilton we we went and saw it like last month or whatever it is and the second and so the the theater is quiet because they don't know what's really going on yeah and the second he's like immigrants we get the job done i busted out laughing <laughs> because of how cringy this line how cringy the scene was mm-hmm. and how great it awkwardly fit into the scene and because I'm a huge fan of Hamilton. Yeah. And so I instantly knew what it was. And I instantly knew what he was doing. And I couldn't stop laughing. And then when he tried to awkwardly explain that it was from Hamilton, I just lost it even more. And I was the only one in the whole theater laughing. And this was like a packed house, too. Like, so many people came to see it early. That's one of my favorite moments. Just because of how cringy. And plus, it's Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Daniel Craig's accent? Please. <laughs> Please, let's I, I talk about it. I spent half the movie like, what I know, I are sp- you saying <laughs> and where are you from? Said he based his attempt on Southern historian Shelby Foote. Mm-hmm. So it was a mix of, what was it? I had written into the script that Blanc speaks with a subtle Southern accent um, he explains that Daniel Craig researched accents and became attached to historian Shelby Foote's cadence and drawl. Because so it's, it's kind Miss- of sad. It's, it's from a, Mississippi. It's a little foghorn, leghorn, and also a little Harlan Pepper, um, which is Christopher Guest's character in Best in Show, which is funny because Christopher Guest is Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. It's funny. Yeah, uh, Johnson said he wanted he wanted to be like honeyed and pleasing instead of like a twangy southern mm-hmm. and so that's when craig was went with a mississippi oh man he's so, he's so funny in this movie daniel craig because mm-hmm. it's so different than like everything else he's done too yeah where you're like oh man he's the private eye he's the detective he's <laughs> so serious and then he gets on and you're like who are you <laughs> You're such a fraud. You don't know what's going on. So fun fact, the house, the man, the mansion, mm-hmm. it's two different houses. They shot the exterior at, for, at one house. Then they shot the interior at a different house um, that fit more of what they saw, what they imagined the interior would have been like. Yeah. Um, Were they nearby or? It was like in new england area i don't know i don't know how close they both were to each other mm-hmm. so that's hilarious they run outside in a scene and then boom different house right <laughs> but the family 
because you know it takes a long time to film a movie especially when most of the movie takes place in one setting like inside of this house Mm -hmm. um and so they were in that house forever and the family still lived there oh they did they still lived there the whole time (laughs) and so one article was talking about how they uh they spent like the family would just sit in the kitchen doing crossword puzzles with Jamie Lee Curtis while everyone else was filming. I'm like, how cool. That's so cool. Of how a much life. the decor was theirs and how much was um, from so prop I and think, costume department? Well, so that was why they chose that house was because the interior was so much like what they wanted. Yeah. Um, it's like an I Spy game. Oh, sorry, my bad. It's shot in three different locations. Ooh. The house is in three different places. The exterior was shot slightly outside of Boston. And it doesn't say where the interior was shot. Um, the production designer said, when you walked in, it had character because no one had wiped it clean or modernized it. It had been with the same family for a few generations. And you walked in, and the style lent itself to what they were looking for. So... Um, I'm assuming a lot of, like, the interior was... Probably just there. Yes. Anything to deal with specific details to the movie. So, like, all of the books mm-hmm. um, were specialty made. Yeah. Like, any, like, the murder mystery novels. Because the guy who died is a... Harlan Thrombey. N- novelist, yes. Um, any of his stuff was obviously very specific. Yeah. This is a fun fact. The painting of Harlan wasn't finished until after filming wrapped. So every scene that has it. It's different. uh, Yeah. It had to be an effects Mm -hmm. shot. And if, and at the beginning of the movie, he's straight faced in the portrait. And at the end, he's like smirking. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my gosh. I love Marta. She is so amazing as a character. Especially as, like, all these people treat her like trash, mm-hmm. hidden under concerning care. Um, I love when the one guy with the cane goes to her apartment to try to convince her after they find out that she's the one that Thromby left everything to in the, in his will. Yeah. Um, I love, like, that, so that scene where the guy, the the one son with who has the cane yeah. comes, in, comes up to her apartment to try to talk her into giving you know them everything um and he's like we can you know give you the best lawyers that money can buy and uh and she just like totally just like threw him down Mm -hmm. because she's like well then i guess i will because i'm spending your money (laughs) or she says something like that and it was just so great because it's like i'm just so done with your crap i am so done with all of it and this is what you get for being awful people. I thought it was great. Says the first time Marta is seen at the Thromby house, she's looking upwards at the house and members of the family from the driveway. And then in the last mm-hmm. scene, the she's members of the Thromby family are all in the same spot in the driveway, looking up at Marta on the balcony, signifying that the roles have switched. Yep. I think it's so great. I love I loved that ending scene where she just walks out with the mug. Um... And just is looking at all of them. Like, oh my gosh. I wanted to stand up and applaud. Like, yeah, you go! I thought it was awesome. All of the references just made me so happy. Like, they referenced just about any whodunit mystery mm-hmm. they could have. Um, 
I think my favorite was them literally saying, like, the house is from Clue. Yeah. Like, the house is out of Clue. What do you expect? All the Sherlock Holmes references always make me happy. Oh, this is a fun one. When Marta is in Ransom's house for the first time, we see a row of four or five brown-tinted glass jugs in the background. There is, however, an empty space in the row where another jug might have been. But by the climax of the film, we see in a flashback that Ransom has used that jug to burn down the medical examiner's office. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know how people notice those things. They're like, wait a minute, there's a jug missing. Yeah. Again, it's the littlest details. This was actually Ryan Johnson's first time producing one of his movies. Really? Yes. Yeah, and he'd been working on this movie for years. Like, before they got a go-to-film. Like, he'd been wanting to do it for Mm -hmm. years. And he's, like, been wanting to write a script for it. And this, I feel like, is definitely probably going to be one of his favorite movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, like, just to do. Several artwork and window designs in the mansion feature the motif Memento Mori, depicting scenes of everyday life populated by skeletons or skulls. And the motif, which roughly translates to remember you are mortal, was popular in the Victorian times and was used to remind individuals that death comes for all people, whether rich or poor. It's ominous. But very accurate. It's always, that's always something good to remember, like, you know, you can't take whatever you get on earth with you when you die, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, reading more about the PG-13 thing, Ryan Johnson decided that he wanted a PG-13 rating from the film from early on. He originally wanted Plummer's throat slice to be a very expressive, expressionistic red splash toward the audience, uh, but that... It, gave them a rated r right away wow (laughs) i mean it still made me uncomfy yeah he said he wanted it to be pg-13 because he remembered like watching all those movies as a kid when with his family and he wanted to give kids that same chance Mm -hmm. and you can't do that with rated r it's also the first movie that johnson has filmed using digital film Ooh. So, like, they didn't actually use film for it. They Mm -hmm. went all digital for it. And it worked well for them because of how many of the shots were darker. And when you're shooting digital, you don't need as much light versus when you're shooting film. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though he wanted it to have, like, that old film-timey look, you can easily edit that Mm -hmm. versus, like, trying to fight all the darkness that you would have had to do with film. I feel like there's so many more things I could just talk about about what I liked about this movie. Um, is there anything else specifically you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. No, I think there are a million little details that I'm probably forgetting. Yes. And it's one of those movies where I need to go back and watch it five more times. Right. Oh, here's another fun fact. So, you know the really old grandma who's like Harlan, Harlan's mom or something? Yes, she's actually younger than she's him. She's younger than him, yes. <laughs> I thought that was Hilarious. so funny to find out. Um, 
yeah yeah it's definitely one of those where it's like i just have to keep watching it because every time i watch it there's a new things you catch she's six years younger than Mm -hmm. him (laughs) yes i spent a lot of time the first time i watched it i spent a lot of the time thinking that i had figured it out just for there to be another twist Mm -hmm. i have a lot of respect for rain johnson for how i'm like okay this is obviously more lighthearted, like more cheesy comedy could definitely figure this out um but i kept getting surprised i'm like okay i got it no Mm -hmm. i was wrong no okay i got it oh man that's a twist so yeah there were so many moments i definitely guessed it was ransom but i had no idea did you yes i just had a weird feeling about him i I fell for it just based on the way the characters talked about it i didn't i totally fell for it i fell for his charm it was a fun ride though oh man it's so fun probably gonna go watch it again tonight <laughs> i don't know just just keep the mute button on though every time she vomits <sighs> nope can't do it they need an edited version like when youtubers <laughs> want to keep their ads but they cuss yeah so they put a little like emoji or something over their mouth oh yeah like the black box yeah just put a little black box over her mouth every time <laughs> she vomits but it but it you gotta like blur it out black box can explode into smaller black boxes that <laughs> just cover all, all of pix- them up <laughs> black pixels yeah. everywhere uh at the end chris evans just covered in black <laughs> <laughs> he's just completely blurred out yep can't handle it <laughs> oh man i loved that knife idea oh that made me tense oh <laughs> But Which was they, the point. It, oh, very much the point. But they wrapped it. But there was no point. Ha ha. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that. <laughs> uh, no, but like that, the way they wrapped it around to that beginning when Marta and Harlem are talking about fake knife versus a real knife. Mm-hmm. And like having that come into play so much yeah and it was in the shape of a donut yeah which is what uh daniel craig's character was talking about Mm -hmm. all of it being about donut and donut holes yeah i think ryan johnson originally wanted to cut that part and then he saw daniel craig do it it's like oh okay we'll keep it in we'll keep it in because it's too funny not to as he's rambling in a mississippi accent (laughs) yeah oh man did you see so the last episode of snl that aired was daniel craig I have not seen have it. Have you seen it? No. They make fun of this movie for the accent and the vomit. And it's so funny. It's gross. It's horribly gross because of the vomit. But it's so funny before they get to that part. Because they're making <laughs> fun of his accent and like a dialogue coach and all this kind of stuff. Did they pixelate the screen for you? They didn't. Oh. I know. I should write him a letter. You should. Well, it's SNL. I feel like it's like, you should be used to this. You should expect it from us. Like, okay, that's fair. This is mild. Right. Like, this is mild. Medium or mild? Things. Mild. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. No, and then they also made fun of the coronavirus with Daniel Craig. Um, they did a soap opera, but they're like, before the soap opera came on, it's like, due to current events, we are 
taking the safety of our actors into full account and so some things might be different you might some things might look different and it's like they take this six feet apart to an extreme level and it's so funny <laughs> it is so funny and there's supposed to be like a big makeout scene between like daniel characters daniel's character and kate mckinnon's character but they put like a they hold like a plexiglass shield up between them as they can. And they pull saran wrap down when they, like, are on the couch. <laughs> it's so funny. They have, like, one of those, like, arm extenders to, like, open the door and, like, mm-hmm. to touch each other with, like, fake arms. It's... Oh. Daniel Craig's funnier than people think. When you play a, a character like Bond, exactly a, a funny guy. He's not at all. Bond is definitely not a funny character. He's a charming character. Mm. He can make people laugh, but he's not a funny character. I'm so bummed I got postponed. Obviously, everything got postponed, but it was the first movie to postpone. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to come out in March, and they pushed it back to April for production reasons. And then as soon as they announced that it was coming out in April, they were like, hey, we're going to push it back to November because of the coronavirus. And I was so bummed. Yes. But now you have something to look forward to. But that's the issue is there's a very good, like, there's all these great movies have gotten postponed to the fall and winter. And you're going to be on tour. (sighs) Yeah. Because also all these concerts have gotten postponed and pushed. And so there's a very good chance. Everybody fight over the entertainment. Right. But that'll be good. It'll be good. Next year is going to be super busy. This fall and next year are going to be really busy. Gosh, if you're smart, you'd open up a coffee shop. Because everybody's going to need to be super caffeinated to keep up with all of their commitments. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be so sick of being in the house that they're going to be running themselves ragged. This is when Charlie needs his coffee cart. His coffee truck. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and talking about Knives Out. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Until next time. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.